Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning back into Team Licious Podcast. This is Ashley, your host, and I am so, so excited to have a fellow Lashanista, a trainer, Lash artist, and a fellow Latina to be on our podcast. You know, I love highlighting small businesses, especially businesses owned by women of color. And this special guest is means a lot to me. She um, is more than just a lash artist. She's now become what I consider to be a friend and an ally in the beauty industry. Today, we're going to talk about networking and if it even matters in business. Some of you guys might, you know, see people going to all these conferences, seminars, expos, and trade shows and wonder like, what's the point? You can buy stuff online. You can meet people online. I'm in Facebook groups and I meet lash artists all the time. I don't care to have lash artist friends. I've heard so many people say I'm here to make money and not friends. And we're here to talk about it because I totally understand where you're coming from. If you believe in that, I did a poll on my Instagram story recently and asked people, what are your feelings about these events and why haven't you gone? And we got a lot of feedback and we're going to talk about it today. So if you have been on the fence wondering if you should make that investment or not, and um, you just want a little bit more feedback about what you would be getting yourself into and what there is to gain, you are going to love hearing from our guest today. And she is tuning in with us all the way from Minnesota. So thank you so much for joining. Hello, Fanny. This is um, a friend of mine, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. This is Fanny from Minnesota. Ooh, and she <laughs> is, a, like I said, a lash artist and a trainer. And we're going to be talking more about her at the end and some of the things that she's got going on. But can you tell us um, a little bit like where, what's your, la what's your um, business name and what you love to do the most? Yeah, so I am here in Ridgefield, Minnesota. I do lashes and I do some one-on-one um, -on -one courses. Yeah. And um, my business is called Lifestyle Lashes Beauty Studio. And I've been in um, the beauty industry for a little bit over two years now. Oh, and look at how much you have grown in uh, less than three years. It's so incredible to watch. I'm so grateful that we connected. Um, yes, Lifestyle Lashes, she puts out the best content. And a lot of it <laughs> is um, bilingual. So if you, um, you know, prefer Spanish, she puts a lot of Spanish content hilarious content out there so I highly recommend you guys follow her <laughs> I will put her um handles for her TikTok and her Instagram in our description box but today we're getting right to it we're not going to waste too much time on intros because we've got a lot to talk about guys we know that there it's very scary to invest more money into something that you've already invested so much in if you're anything like myself and Fanny we have both invested a lot in our careers that of uh, lash course trainings and products and um, traveling. So we want to give you guys the real, real raw truth about whether or not you should invest your time and your money and your energy into um, attending events. So um, fun fact, uh, Fanny is actually having her own event. She attended um, <laughs> our Elevate Your Brand here in California last month, and she is throwing her own conference that I will be speaking at in December. In uh, I'll let you tell. Yes. I'll let you tell. Yeah. So, so the, the event is called Millionaire Mindset. Love it. Uh, Mentalidad Millonaria. And I just needed to have Ashley and the famous TikTok celebrity Lash Papi, 
fun fact, you guys, <laughs> the Lash Papi was the first person that I followed on my TikTok when I first started my lash industry. And then from there, I um, like met Beautylicious. And then I started following um, the podcast. And I have learned so much from this specific podcast. And the fact that I am here in one of your episodes, it's honestly, thank you to networking. Thank you to like putting myself out there, tagging yeah. you, getting repost, like making it a mission for you to get to know who I am all the way from Minnesota. And that's yes. what I call like the power of networking, like mm -hmm. me being here, like in your episode, a podcast that I have learned so much from. So it's just mind-blowing uh, to me. And that's mostly virtually. Like we've met once in person, but that's mostly virtually. So, you know, that's I'm I'm that was very heartwarming and I appreciate that you almost made me cry. So thank you for that. I <laughs> I, I love to know that we're reaching people, especially in different parts of the world, because especially amazing cultured women like yourself like to know that we can make an impact like that is everything that's all it's about for us so thank you for sharing that um but you're right networking really is everything but some people might have the argument that they they network on instagram and they network um you know on facebook groups and i i totally think that those are they're valuable they're very valuable to you know that's how we connected me and fanny met from tiktok and instagram and that's how our relationship has grown so you might think like well what's the point in attending these conferences they cost hundreds and thousands sometimes of dollars and we were just talking about how expensive it can be to attend some of the bigger conferences because a lot of times they're not one day a lot of times they can be as much as four to five days and you have to pay extra for certain courses that you really want. And you got to, you know, buy a hotel and you buy your air flight. You got to maybe rent a car. And there's so much that goes into attending some of these conferences that it's like, hey, that's going to put me out like $5,000 for, for me to be gone for five days. And trust me, $5,000 is a lot of money. I don't mm -hmm. care who you are. $5,000 is not a laughable amount. So I understand, like both of us understand that that's a huge investment and even if it's not about the money, it's about your energy and your time. And I know we're going to, we want to touch really quickly on where that comes from. Why do you feel like it might be a waste of your time? Let's say money is not the issue and you got some money back on your taxes and you don't know what to do with it. Or, you know, maybe um, you're making good money as a lash artist and you might think, well, what's the point? I already make six figures as a lash artist, you know, from hard work and word of mouth what's the point no matter where you are in your business some sort of networking is always going to be powerful for your growth and so like I said whether you're a brand new lash artist maybe if you're a brand new baby artist and you're only making you know you only got like one or two clients and they're barely paying anything per week maybe at that point you may not be ready to invest you know two thousand three thousand dollars into a networking event but Fanny has some, some, a little bit of information that she, we were talking about, about why you might think that you don't want to network. And a lot of that comes down to stigma around um, entrepreneurship being a white game, uh, something that's for predominantly, you know, Anglo Americans. You might, a lot of us think that networking is not for us. And uh, Fanny was making a good point earlier where she was talking about something that comes from that stems from Latino culture. And so if you want, Fanny, you can go ahead and share what you are going to talk about. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm really big in networking. I actually go into like Eventbrite. I follow 
lots of local beauty professionals here in Minnesota. And if they're having a networking event, I make it a point to attend. And I will actually, you know, invite other fellow beauty professionals and, and friends, you know, and some of the things that they have told me is they, they don't feel comfortable or it's going to be only in English or we're going to be the only Latinas. And then I said, it's fine. Like, that's where we need to go because we need to start showing up, you know? Naps, yes. Yeah, and it's so uncomfortable. And um, this is like pretty affordable. Like we're talking about like a $30 ticket. And a lot of these, you know, girls, they're just very timid. And then I'm like, you, you need to get out of your shell. Like this is a perfect opportunity to be who you want to be because you don't know people. Like you can be a whole new person. Like it's not that bad. Oh my and God, they, that they, is so beautiful. We didn't even <laughs> talk about that when we were ta- planning this episode. We didn't even talk about that, but yeah. that is such a huge point. And I, if you don't mind, I wanted to interject just yeah. for a second to really highlight what you just said. That is genius. The beauty of starting a business and the beauty of putting yourself in situations where you're around people that don't know you, mm-hmm. the beauty in that is you're right. You don't have to be the person that you've always been if that's not who you really are. We we kind of touched on this. Yeah. Like sometimes we 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 grow up or we mature into being a person that is a reflection of who we think we need to be, mm-hmm. especially when you are a minority, you can try to blend in. Or maybe if your cousins are a certain way or your friends are a certain way, you might try to be like them. And then you mm-hmm. start your business and you find that I don't really like this version of myself, right? You can reinvent yeah. yourself. And it's it's never too late to show out and be who you truly are, especially in business. You can rebrand yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. If you find that you connect better with this group over here and these are the ones that support you you don't have to stick with the group you grew up with you get to choose this is the beauty of an entrepreneur you can be whatever um you can highlight whatever part of yourself you feel you're most comfortable in your authentic self so yeah i love that thank you thank you for saying that because if you were the shy girl in high school or <laughs> if you were an asshole in high school like whoever yeah. you were in high school doesn't have to be who you are in your business and you can reinvent yourself and rebrand yourself and show who you really want to be. Oh my God. That was, a- yeah. Gems. <laughs> so many gems. Yeah. And, um, you know, we finally like go, you know, and, um, they're kind of timid at the beginning and then we're kind of like sticking together. And then I'm seeing, you know, all these beautiful black women, all these, you know, white girls, you know, every, everybody's outfit is looking so good. Um, and one thing that I've noticed is with the Latinas, we tend to kind of stick with our own because we feel uncomfortable, but I'm like, hey, you already know me. You already know what I do. You already like my client and you already my friend, like go, go, go connect, go connect, go make a new friend, go bring your business cards. Like that's the whole point of like networking, you know, and we just have a really hard time doing that like getting out of our little shell and I think that comes from like our parents maybe telling us certain things you know or just we we can be very close-minded like as, mind as your Latinas. own business and you know yeah. to your own people I mean how many of us let's be real here how many of us our parents or our relatives at some level told us not even to date outside of our race like how, yeah. mu- how much part of our culture was to keep within your race you know like there's so much of our culture that has said like keep your head down keep quiet I talked about this in my um 
my episode where I was talking about the whole Haley Bieber trend and everything like it's so deep rooted mm-hmm. in our culture to just stick to your own and don't yeah. get me wrong there's beauty in that because we definitely want to uplift our our people but at the same time how can we grow if we only stay within like what the group we know yeah I agree and yeah like you know there's just the beauty in in connecting with others because we can always learn from from other people other ethnicities other cultures you know yeah. and I I just love connecting but yeah I think it's it's we we struggle a lot with like limiting beliefs which is a, a big topic that we're going to be um speaking at my event it's Ooh. going to be taking play, place here in Minneapolis December I think especially minorities like especially yeah. minorities we we have these beliefs that well that's not for us entrepreneurship's yeah. not for me opening up a brick and mortar store is not for me like maybe if you didn't see if that's not what you grew up around then it's very it's very normal for you to think like well then I can't do that because I've never seen anybody that looks like me do that I mean we've all been there you know so I know that that's partially where it comes from but something a little bit of a spin-off and this is what we were talking about earlier a theory. So those of you guys who don't know, my degree is in sociology. I went to college um, and learned about the study uh, of the way people interact. And um, it has a lot to do with oppression. That's mostly what I emphasize my studies on. So when it comes to marginalized people, uh, people of color, people who've experienced oppression and adversity um, at a different level as, you know, like the 1%, typically speaking, um, because we don't, or maybe now it's a, uh, media is getting a lot more integrated and being a lot more inclusive, but for the longest time, the only ways that we saw people in the media that looked like us was typically depicted as somebody that was less than, someone that was inferior. You weren't seeing people mm-hmm. that look like our parents, our, our, our cousins and our uncles and aunts. They were not depicted in the media as somebody who was powerful, educated, um, respected, unless they were gangsters and they were murderers. And and that's the only time you saw them as narcos. That was the only time you see them being respected and having power. So a lot of times if we find ourselves thinking of how can I be successful, we're either like, am I going to be a drug dealer or am I going to be a nurse? You know, maybe I could be a nurse someday. But we did that to ourselves. We thought when we were children, we had true, genuine, authentic dreams. Like I wanted to be the president, the first woman president of the United States. That was my dream. But then I settled (laughs) as I got older and I realized, oh, that's unachievable for me. So I settled to become a teacher. I knew I wanted to impact um, people that looked like me and grew up with the same type of, you know, identity crisis as me. I knew that's what I wanted. But I thought, oh, well, the best I could ever do is be a teacher because of my limiting beliefs. And that's like just what we see in the media that's greatly affects what we think we can do. So some there's this um, theory that I read, actually read about it in a book. And then I studied it a little more about women in general, but predominantly we mind you guys, anyone listening to this, if you're not Mexican, black, um, any, if you're not a woman of color, indigenous, like that's okay. You're still a minority being a woman is a marginalized mm-hmm. is a marginalized group. Women are the most undervalued, underpaid, unappreciated um rate. Like this we're, we're the we are the minority just being women. If you're white, you have blonde hair and blue eyes, you are still marginalized, okay? Just putting that out mm-hmm. there. So, if you don't feel like you connect with this because you don't have uh, you don't you're not black or Mexican or or anything like that, like that doesn't matter. Being 
a woman, you're already judged. Being a woman, you're already not given the same opportunities as men. So let's just put that out there. Um, Mm -hmm. But so when you are a woman and you do not see yourself in the entrepreneur um, millionaire, millionaire, right? If you don't see yourself, we were just talking about this, like Richie Rich, who remembers the movie Richie Rich? If you watch Richie Mm -hmm, Rich when you were a kid, do you remember the movie? Like if you think back and you think about like when the dad was having like his meetings with his uh, people, remember he had like a whole building, he had a McDonald's, he had like all this stuff in his house. Sometimes he'd hold meetings, right? And he'd have like scientists from the lab downstairs. He'd have like all these people, the chairholders, the people that are on the board of trustees, they were all there on this long table. Remember those long tables? Yeah. Any movie that you've ever watched where it's like an office of people who are going to make really important decisions. What did you see at that table? A yeah. bunch of old white guys. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, maybe a couple young white guys, a couple young hot shots, right? But they were and all white. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and they were male. And on top of that, they were wearing suits and ties. And on top of that, they were using big words and they didn't have tattoos and they didn't have short mm-hmm. hair. And they, and if hypothetically, maybe there was a woman in there. If it's an older film, she was probably bringing them fucking coffee, right? And if it's yeah. a newer, if it's a newer, more progressive film, maybe it was the wife of the CEO, or maybe it was one woman who got in because she knew someone, right? If there was a woman in that table, there was probably only one. And so this theory is that because women have only ever seen one woman in the table, we assume there's only space for one woman at the table. So there is competition with just being a woman. There's a competition between us. Like it's deep rooted. It's so deep. We don't, it's subconscious. We don't even realize that we're in competition Mm -hmm. because we're like, if that girl is ahead of me, she's going to get that one seat at the table. The reason why men don't act like that and men help each other out and men network, it's called a boys club for a reason, right? We always say, Mm -hmm. oh, it's the boys club. It's because men have always think think even further back into the round table. Think of all these um, moments in time where people were coming together to uplift each other. It was men. Men have always uplifted each other and had um, congregations of, of other men to make decisions, important decisions. Whereas women think that only, there's, there can only be one. And so it's so deep rooted in us. But I, like I said, the more marginalized you are, the more um, adversity you've experienced, the more that's an idea in your mind. So it's okay that you feel like you don't want to connect with other people. It's, it's just a part of something that we need to overcome. And that's why we're having this conversation because you need to put yourself in those situations that might seem uncomfortable, that might seem you don't, like you don't belong there. The reason you feel like you don't belong there is because everyone feels like that. Yeah. And so the reason why everyone hasn't gone, none of us have gone is because we all feel like that. And there are people who have these conversations in more emotional states, but I think it's important that people like myself and like Fanny who grew up, although we're both have, you know, we're both Hispanic women, we come from different backgrounds. We have different, different limiting beliefs, but we're still the same. We still yeah. are afraid, believe it or not, we're afraid. I'm sure there was some level of, um, nervousness when Fanny came to California, right? I mean, I would have like, yeah. 
I would think that for sure, extent, yeah. you were probably like, are they going to like me? Are they, you know, it, it, are they going to be the same online in person as they are online? Like there's so many thoughts that run through your mind and don't think yes. that you're by yourself. So that's like the main thing we want to put out there is that yes, networking is important, but guess what? It, you don't have to spend $5,000. You don't have to um, take, you know, a month or a week out of work in order to connect mm-hmm. with people. But there is so much value. And what we're going to do today is kind of break down what are some of the ways that you can, uh, you know, connect with people and break through these limiting beliefs um, without having to, you know, give up your firstborn child. So <laughs> yeah. when, you're, when you're first starting out, like you, you've heard people say word of mouth is everything, right? And it is, yes. it really is. It really is. I cannot stress word of mouth is everything. Yeah. So guess what? Word travels a lot faster if you put some gasoline on it, if you yeah. introduce yourself to more people. So one of the things that, ne- that she mentioned is that she goes to networking events. And like she said, they're really affordable. They're not always, you know, $500. It can be as little as, you know, couple, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, $40. Um, so mo- the ones around here in California, I've found tend to be closer to like 50 to a hundred, but, um, it definitely depends on where you live mm-hmm. on what the, um, you know, sometimes they're yeah. free. I've attended some that were completely free that the person yeah. who wanted to host it just wanted mm-hmm. to have a free event and, um, they, they completely sponsor it or they get sponsors. So that's, that's possible. And, um, something that, mm-hmm. um, one of the, one of the, some of the things we want to talk about are like, what can you expect from this? You're like, okay, you have me convinced. I want to be a part of this movement. Right. But what are some of the things that you can expect? So, you know, that you're going to pay a small fee, probably going to include like, usually like appetizers. Um, sometimes they play a game like to get people to mix up. Right. But, uh, what else can you, um, expect from an event, like an, like a very affordable, Forty to fifty dollar event. What are some of the things you've um, experienced at those type of events, Benny? Oh, I definitely really enjoy. You know, when they have like the fun like photo booths. Oh I yes, think yes. like you also had one. That's always like super fun because technology is so advanced now. You can actually like download it to your mm-hmm. phone, and then you can um, upload it instantly to like your Instagram. And then and guess then, what? You, you know, get to like, tag the people, way, right? right? To, to show. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah you get to tag the people right like the event host and then you know of course like if the photographer gave you like his Instagram handle like you, you can tag him too it's a way of supporting also like the photographer mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and that's another course, business right, like, let's not forget our clients that yeah that's another business like his clients will now you know maybe like see you maybe they wanted to get lashes maybe they wanted mm-hmm. to get their nails done now they're like oh like let me like check her out. Wow. She's near my town or she's only 20 minutes away. And there's an mm-hmm. opening next week, like right there. Yes. You, you might have know like they a client sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, possible collaborations, you know, with this like um, photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, you know, the, if they're the, trying to grow yeah, their the, practice and they need pictures, you know how many free photo shoots I've gotten? <laughs> like so many people, they're like, <laughs> Hey, you, you know, I need this. I need a couple to do a photo shoot. And I just don't want to pick someone that I don't know because I feel comfortable around you. I've met you yeah. a couple of times and I'm like, oh, sure. Take my picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you can use it for your own marketing, you know, like it's yes. a win-win. Yes. I yeah. Love but that. like, yeah. And then like, I just also love when our own clients see, right. Kind of see me outside of, you know, my lash studio, mm-hmm. like it can kind of 
shows them a different view of like who's doing their lashes, you know, like, because I'll be showing my food, my the photo booth pictures I've taken, you know, like the behind the scenes, like clients enjoy that. Yes. And then when they come back and see me, like we actually have a conversation, you know, and they're just so much more excited to to like speak with me. And, you know, there's just all these things that you can now talk about and you you come back like refreshed. Like yes. it's yeah, like just your mind is there's more growth in it and just you're just more refreshed, more rested. And I just love networking events. Sometimes they have, you know, like small appetizers, like you mentioned, um, a lot of people take like business yeah, cards, right? With, yeah. yeah. So usually take mm-hmm. business cards or I've even seen like giveaways at some of these where people would do like a giveaway. Like there was this guy who sells, uh, who does like repairs on garage doors. And he was like, I'll come out and do a free tune up. <laughs> like, you know, like just, yeah, you never know who you're going to meet. And yeah. if, and if they'll do a tune up, like if your garage door is really squeaky, they'll, they'll tune it up for you. Stuff like that. I've seen um, a guy who does car washes and so he'll donate. So you could win something that anyone could use. And then at the same time, you're making a new contact at the end of the day. Remember that all these mm-hmm. people that are attending these local networking events, like I said, they're typically pretty affordable. Yeah. Um, they are in your network area, which means they have their own network, right? You might only have 10 clients and a bunch of relatives, right? But some of your, and some of your relatives, maybe they haven't bought services from you, but maybe they need a garage door guy, or maybe they need a car wash guy. And so by being, you have your network that could help them make some money and they have their network that can make you some money. So by attending these events, it is very affordable. A lot of times it's only a few hours and, uh, it can be after work. So So that's a really good one to look out for. One of the ways you can find some of these is by like just going on your local, um, you know, Facebook groups or um, a lot of times counties will have like business owners of blah, blah, blah county. Right. And so joining those groups, something that Mm -hmm. I do is I go on Eventbrite. I don't know if you have seen what Eventbrite is, but Eventbrite, you can literally look up your location on Eventbrite website. You can look up your location and it'll show you all the people that are hosting events, or you can even type in your, in your search engine on Google, you can say, uh, networking events in I'm in Ventura County. So, um, networking events in Ventura County. And guess what? Maybe Ventura County doesn't have anything going on for a while, but like LA County, which is only about 45 minutes away, LA County has a big networking event for women in business next month. I'll buy my ticket. So Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised by just Googling it and you can meet so many people. Um, Another one that me and Fanny both found out that we both did. So this might be a secret sauce to growing Mm -hmm. your business is pop-up markets. Like, you know, like the, the new, the new age, Segunda, the new age or like the new age swap meets. You know, like yeah. it's like people who are um, selling their like artisans. There you go. That's the mm-hmm. word I was looking for. Artisans, yeah. people who are making like cups, like, you know, cricket shirts or they're designing their own lip glosses and whatever it is, like they all make stuff with their hands. Those kind of pop up markets that really took a rise. I feel like during COVID when we were um, when all the stores were now able to be opened, we had a lot of those rise here. Yeah. Um, I think they're called like markets. It's very call them here pop-up shops. Oh yes. Yeah. And here we, I think they were calling them like, um, open air markets. I actually hosted one, which is really fun. So those are awesome because guess what? Now you're in front of a bunch of small businesses local to your area that you've never even knew existed. Maybe they're not on social media or maybe they're on 
uh, Facebook and not on Instagram or, you know, they, these are people you never thought you would have met. And like Fanny was saying, you can add them to your social network. You might be able to add them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, something that I used to do is um, just take the time to walk up to every single booth that looked friendly, not every single booth, because some of them don't look very friendly. Oh, yeah. You know, here too. (laughs) If they look friendly, I would walk up to them and be like, hi. And guess what? I was wearing a shirt that said Beautylicious on it. So some of them even followed me already and were like, oh, my God, you're Beautylicious. Or even if they didn't, I would was wearing my shirt and they would ask me, what is that? And fun fact I met so many of the vendors we actually use till this day there people who do cricket items people who make t-shirts people who like do all kinds of stuff my stamps like I met small business owners um that I use till this day and Fanny had something that she mentioned that she would do after she purchased stuff from some of them (laughs) that you um (laughs) would buy stuff from them and then you would uh tag them that was like really really smart. I used to do the same thing. And if you don't really realize what you're doing, sometimes you're actually doing things that are really smart and networking, because like she said, when you post it, they share you. And then now you've just been exposed to their network too. And even if their network is only a couple hundred, mm-hmm. like, yeah. let's say they only have 200 followers, but if their 200 followers are very dedicated followers, they're probably going to check out your page too. And if they never heard of you because they're from a different part of town or a different, you know, group of people, you just plugged yourself in to potentially a whole group, you know, of customers. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you could even get one of those girls in the pop-up shops as like your own clients. Mm -hmm. And now you do a full set of lashes and now, you know, they're rocking your lash extensions, other pop-up events, every time they do a transaction and they're making eye contact. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a compliment. I hate lashes. Where did you get them done? And then, you know, they, they share you and next thing you know, word of mouth, like we were just talking about, like, it's so powerful. Yep. That's definitely something that I used to do. And I also used to actually, um, after I would post them, I would also do a live video where I was showing people what I got and where I got it from and like an unboxing kind of thing. I would show them everything Uh and they would get so many customers from that. Like they used to love when I would do that. So it got to the point where I was going to these pop-up markets and people were giving me stuff for free because they just wanted me to share it to my live that I was doing because they knew that that's what just I for the do. shout out yes exactly <laughs> because I would do it all the time and I didn't have like 10,000 followers or anything I think at the time I probably had like 3,000 followers maybe five but because I made it a point to do yeah. that every single time yeah. they were like oh it's worth it for me to give it to her you know I would be looking at something right. and I'd buy one thing but then like my daughter would want another thing and they'd be like oh it's okay she could just have it and I'd be like no, I'll pay. And they'd be like, no, it's okay. Just tag me. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah it's worth, like, you never know what type of relationships. Another thing that both Fanny and I talked about, and we kind of touched on it earlier was like about the culture. One of the things that we talked about is casual get togethers, like parties, baby showers, mm-hmm. quinceañeras, you know, if you, you might think like, oh, it's my family and they don't support me. So it doesn't matter. But the truth is, if you go into these parties with a strategy, you have no idea you could get customers like how, I don't know about you, Fanny, but a lot of times the people in my family have like, they sit with the same people. Mm-hmm, yep. Like you have your best with the meal. comadres. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you just talk to each other, you catch up the whole time. And then before you know it, the party's over, 
and you never got to meet, you know, your cousin's new girlfriend or, you know, one of your cousin's best friends, you know, new friends in college or whatever. Like there's so many new people, but because they're new to you and maybe in your mind, you're thinking like, oh, I don't care to connect with them because they're not going to be around for long or, you know, whatever it is that you're thinking in your mind that's preventing you from talking to them. You Mm -hmm. never know, like they could be your customer. Like, I don't know about you guys, but one thing that I noticed is your family, like your relatives, most of them are not going to be the first people to jump and pay you your um, prices for your products and services. Typically, they're going to want a family discount. They're going to want the homie hookup. And so, (laughs) you know, why, like, if you're in a growth phase of your business, if you're in a position that you desperately want to grow your business, it would be in your best interest when you attend these parties. That doesn't mean don't talk to your abuelita, don't talk to your Nina. But what I'm saying is, don't just sit there and never talk to anyone else and close that door, you know, mm-hmm. go and talk to the new person that you've never seen. And you can ask them like, Oh, like who, why, like, who are you here with? And they can tell you. And before, if you're, you know, comfortable with it, you can bring up that you do lashes or you do hair or you do brows or whatever it is that you do mm-hmm. in a subtle way, you know, you can compliment them on their, um eyelash strips that they're wearing oh my god I love those you know where are they from and they'll yeah. tell you and then they're like uh, you can tell them like oh um I actually because- get lash extensions yeah so you know like in the parties we're all dressed up we all have our perfect outfit and it's just like the perfect opportunity you know to go to the table next to you somebody that you don't know and then you know just um introduce yourself maybe it's la novia de tu primo or like your tia's vecina and then you know just introduce yourself compliment them maybe on their makeup their nails and then um take they're like the new girl like the new girl in the family and it's their first time or second time you know Mm -hmm. how grateful they're gonna be that you came up to them and and you are nice and not like breaking out of what we've always done in our culture it's kind of just sit at the table and look at each other you know like that'll be so nice so imagine how much more inclined they're gonna be to be like oh my god yes i need my lashes you know yeah because most likely like a new a new family member or like a new girlfriend it's going to be you know like just waiting Mm -hmm. for somebody to to come talk to her especialmente mm-hmm. with like our parties yes. like we were talking about like how we feel like judge right yes. by our own mm-hmm. so most likely si es la nueva novia de tu primo they're not gonna be the ones to to come up to you so we kind of have to do our part and like make them feel welcome yeah. and you know how yeah. grateful that's also gonna make like your cousin if it's his girlfriend's first time there like he's gonna be thinking like oh my god yeah. thank god you went up to her like thank you so if she ever talks about, oh my God, she told me that she'll do my lashes. Like, you know how he's going to tell her like, go shoot. He might even pay, you know, yeah, I've had, he might even pay. <laughs> I've, I've had that happen to me where like, I tell like one of my uncle's girlfriends or, or anybody, you know, I just tell them like what I do and they're so, they're so happy. They'll, my, t- my cousin or my deal will text me and be like, oh my God, thank you for being yeah. so nice to her. And, um, when can I get her in? Because I want to pay like, yeah. you know, it's their way of like saying thank you. So don't be afraid. These are so many like different ways. I hope you guys take some notes because these are so many different ways that you can connect with people within your circle for almost free. If yeah. not like very affordable, like we said, the networking group uh, meetings that are very affordable. Sometimes they're held like at a local restaurant or a bar or attending, um, you know, birthday parties and stuff like that. Like there's so many different opportunities to connect with people and it's not always a lot of money. 
But yeah. just in case you're wondering like, okay, cool, I could do all these, then why should I even attend those bigger conferences? I know that might be like a thought coming to some of your head. And um, we've been on here for a while chatting with you guys. So I don't want to hold you up too, too much, but I do want to get into what is the value. If I can attend networking events locally, if I could go on social media and connect, if I can go to birthday parties and find customers, well, what's the point in paying, you know, 300, 500, 1000, $2,000 to attend these big conferences and travel and pay for my airfare and pay for my hotel? Like, what is the point in going to all these expos and seminars if I can do it all here? And mm-hmm. so I, one thing that I want to say is that just to remind you guys, anything you do for your business, whether it's take a lash course, buy products, um, go to a seminar or a conference, anything you do like that, that is 100% for the better of your business is a write-off. You can write that off um, of your income which can really significantly lower how much taxes you end up having to pay at the end of the year or if you do it quarterly. So um, not only is the actual conference ticket um, uh, something that can be considered um, a deductible, but also your hotel stay, your travel, all of that stuff comes in. So as the long food as you the, eat, the food you eat, yeah. Even yeah. the clothes that you end up buying, as long as you can say that that those clothes were for that. And you don't plan on using them for anything else. As long as you can say that majority of the time that you were there, you were, you know, working or bettering your education. There's no rules that say that you can't get it written off and then maybe stop off at the beach or go for a dip in the pool. You can't, you don't have to just stay on your computer or reading a book when you're on a work trip. So keep that in mind, you know, now if you go on a trip to Hawaii and you take a class for one day, but you're there for two weeks, that's different. You know, you can't take advantage, but this is something to keep in mind. Cause I know a lot of times we tell ourselves, right. We have limiting beliefs like me and Fanny talked about. Um, And we tell ourselves, oh, I can't do that. I could never afford that. And I'm one of those. I come from an immigrant background where my dad always told me like, ah, como que hotel, why would I want to pay? Or or even like camping, like why would I want to pay um, all this money to go stay in a hotel? And he's like, that's why I pay a mortgage. That's why I pay for hot water. I don't want to sleep in the tierra. Like that's not for me. And so I would tell him like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. So growing up, I never went on vacations. Like I never went um out of town especially to something like that like to go camping or hiking or anything like that so just keep that in mind like I know some of us come from those backgrounds where we can't justify it but if it helps you because it does help me I love traveling for work so um, that's one huge benefit but I know um for some people I had someone attend our elevate your brand last month and tell me like you know when I read some of the topics you're going to be covering I kind of already feel very confident in those subjects, but I knew it would be worth the ticket and the travel simply to meet other lash artists who are at the same level as I am. Like um, she told me that a lot of the followers she gets are like new artists because she owns a salon. She does training. She's been doing lashes for like eight years. So she's like, I have so many lash artists asking me questions. And I don't know if it's that I attract baby lash artists, but I kind of wanted to connect with people who are already been doing lashes for, you know, two, three, five years. And, um, just want to connect and have somebody to talk to and connect with and see if we're on the same page. Like she goes to me, that's invaluable. Mm -hmm. Like no price I could put on connecting with people from all over the world that are not going to feel like they're in competition Mm -hmm. from me. And you saw at the elevate your brand, it was hardly anybody from my hometown. Everyone was from a different city, a different state. So kind of putting that into perspective, it's like, where else? Like, of course we all we all want to win. And so we all want 
the best for ourselves and our companies. But um, that doesn't mean that we're in competition with the people that work in our local area. However, some people are still of the scarcity mindset that there's only so many, you know, so much money to make so much clients to help. So sometimes it can be a little intimidating to try to connect with and collaborate with your local artists that do exactly what you do. But it's so helpful. And I, like I said, we had at least one person come to our conference 100% just for the connections. So that alone is really helpful. I have bounced ideas. There's brands that I'm um, friends with where we have like group chats and we say, hey, like uh, sales are down this month. Are you down this month? And it's so helpful and like, comforting to know that you're not alone okay so it's not just me like huge you know people who are sell more than me maybe three four five ten yeah. times as much as I do are also experiencing you know or shortage like if we're struggling like oh my packages keep getting stuck at the port and I have low inventory and people are getting frustrated and they're like me too girl I just went through this and then they share a story with me and I can like breathe I'm like okay like this sucks and it doesn't make it change at all but being able to talk to someone and hear them say like oh yeah I'm going through the exact same thing I'm freaking out I haven't slept in three days like whatever the case may be one time I um had a class coming up and this last brand that I met at a conference we had been connecting and I, she was like hey how's it going how's everything and I was like good we're selling so many classes but I just realized that I don't have products for this class that's coming up this weekend. I have no lashes and no glue. And immediately her first response was, oh my God, that's so scary. Do you want me to uh, overnight you some products? Like I'll overnight you wow. my products. And I- That's like, your connection right there. Exactly. And this is another brand. Obviously it's kind of like a win-win because yeah. um, she would be exposing them to my audience as well. So, and then I would not be having to reschedule my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't about to order Amazon stuff for my students. So that was huge. Luckily I ended up, um, they ended up shipping it out and I ended up getting um my products in time. But the yeah. fact, if I had not attended the Lash Conference last year, I wouldn't have had that. I would have had to probably- reschedule that class with 10 students and then probably had to refund a lot of them because they would have not been able to make it the next date. People make yeah. plans for this stuff. People plan, but we were selling so much products and so many classes at a time that we, you know, the truth is we dropped the ball and we were not prepared for it. So yeah. it was just nice to have someone like that. And you could be in the same situation by being friends with other artists, you know, and maybe they're ambassadors for brands that you like. And then now you can yeah. take advantage of their code and you're helping them make some money. You're saving some money. So that's like, so talking, talking about like making friends, mm -hmm. like I can honestly say I made, I made maybe like four friends that till this day, I keep in contact from your event. Like we walk the pier and then we recognize them from the event. And then yeah. we ate um, fish tacos together, oh. exchange each other's like Instagram, I have posted something about like my humidifier and she's like, do you mean um, dehumidifier? And then I explained to her the difference. And oh she said, God. maybe that's why my stuff haven't been working. Hmm. Maybe I need to buy one of those, you know, and she was using it, the wrong tool. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I said, but just keep in mind, like I'm in Minnesota, you know, and it's different yeah. than California, but like, the girls I met at your event, like they show love, like to my posts, to my stories. Uh, like I can honestly say when I go to LashCon, like I'm going to like text them, like, where you at? You know, mm -hmm. like, let's, let's hang out. Yes. And like, and we're I all going to party Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm just like so excited. And also 
their their mentality like once they spent that amount of money like at your event i knew they were serious mm -hmm. and i knew you know they they take their their business um very yes. seriously oh that's so good right there and you know it's definitely somebody that that i want to be involved with you know like that mentality mm -hmm. that um investing in yourself that that that's strong right there yes. and it's not I, just, I just meeting friends yeah. for followers. It's meeting people who are driven in the same way that yeah. you are. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I think also that's why it was so easy, you know, to, to talk to them because once you are at that level, you're not even thinking about like, she's my competition. Mm -hmm. She does the same thing as me, you know, yeah. like you're thinking to like partner up. You're thinking like, let's learn from each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I think that that's definitely something that I found. And then this is every level, whether you're a beginner, whether mm -hmm. you're intermediate, whether you're already training or selling products, wherever you are, you can meeting people that again, are not necessarily competing air quotes, competing for the same customers or clients is so valuable. Like you said, that main part right there is that these are not just people that I want to get as a follower. These are people that are actually going to um, inspire me and drive me. One of the things I was just talking to Hakim about the other day, this is on topic, but a little off topic <laughs> is that so many of the big leaps that I've taken, like having my own first conference, speaking on stage, traveling around the world or the country, I should say, to teach in all different states and cities, like so many, even developing my product line, so many things that I've done in my career, in the short career, I took my first lash course in 2018. It's not like I've been a lash artist for 20 years, you know, I've been in the industry for 10 because I started as a makeup artist, but I didn't really start take, I've talked about this before. I didn't really start taking my lash career seriously, seriously until like 2019. So I'm barely in you know, three years. It's and not you've like, done so much. Exactly. That's what I'm, that's literally what I'm screaming here at the top of my lungs is like, <laughs> you don't have to be the best. You don't have to have been doing it for 20 years. You just have to actually care and you have to do the work and you have to make sacrifices. That's the reality. It's not easy. Yeah. What I've accomplished in these three years is not easy, but it's possible. And that's all that to me, that's all I needed to know was it was possible. And that, that brings me back to my point is that when I saw people that were like me predominant again I know I bring this up a lot and I'm sorry if you don't relate but with predominantly Latinas when I saw fellow Latinas who had only been doing lashes maybe even less time than me or who were not even as skilled as I was doing things like this like traveling to teach classes and charging certain amounts for their services and you know putting themselves out there and all of these things when I saw people like that I thought to myself if she can do it I can do it and maybe I won't sell out 20 students in my class the first time I travel to Florida maybe I won't you know the first time I travel to you know Nevada I won't have make you know fifty thousand dollars but even if I get three to five students every time I travel that is so validating for me and I'm growing my brand and I'm growing my name and I'm helping people all around the world and I feel like I'm making a difference and so that's something that really settled for me is you you know meeting people at your level who are taking leaps of faith in themselves and taking chances and taking risks is really inspirational to you because when you're stuck around your same people around your area you know you kind of get stuck and you're like oh well no one else is doing that you know mm -hmm. I was one of the first people in my um, county to start selling products and within a year of me doing it now there's at least five other girls doing it and yeah. and so I just feel like you inspire others by by putting your foot forward and so yeah. that's huge and if it wasn't for these other Latinas who have done it before me I would not have done most of the things that I've done today yeah. so for me it's like huge and I know you mentioned that you know my I've had an impact on you to an extent 
oh wow yes i mean just like the elevate your brand yeah like all these networking events i go here in minnesota you know there's hardly any latinas yeah, yeah. sometimes i feel out of place to be honest you know i bet and I to, yeah yeah you and know, then there's this there's me. a um i don't know what show or what movie they go um oh and all the mexicans that made it all the way up there we could leave them they worked hard to get all the way over there <laughs> oh my god that made me laugh yeah. but you know like at your event yeah. like my whole table was latinas the oh yeah table the whole building was latinas the whole building i think too. there was only one person from texas maybe yeah and that girl but, from texas is actually from california but she moved uh -huh. to texas yeah but i think she's more latina than anything you know <laughs> but yeah like it was it was just so inspiring you know to to see you a brown girl like just having your own event and then latinas investing that much money you know to to invest in themselves that was very very and very time inspiring. time away from their job time away from their careers time you know it, it is inspiring and we are making a movement in a way that's that's inspiring people so that's something to be a part of like if that enough is not enough um yeah. you know if if all of what we talked about you know gaining clients and being inspired and connecting with people and learning and growing is not enough like i said um saving money on your taxes should be enough you know yeah um, some of the ways that um, you can connect with other people, you can even make your own event. If you don't know of any events that you like and you're like, oh, well, that doesn't sound right for me. That doesn't sound right for me. You can have your own and it doesn't have to be crazy. You can have it in your salon. You can have it at um, a local like uh, chapter, you know, like one of those really affordable halls or whatever. There's so many opportunities yeah. to connect people. And that's going to just separate you as, you know, an authority in your industry. Like Fanny and I talked about before, one of the major benefits of attending these type of events is the way that your customers, your local area and other people um, are going to be looking at you now. They're going to be like, wow, she went all the way to California or she went all the way to New York or wherever it is. And they're going to know like, this person is the real deal. I'm not messing with somebody who's just kind of playing around with the hobby for now. I'm, I'm working with somebody or I'm getting my lashes done by somebody who actually cares. And this yeah. is really going to lead into um, the validation that you're going to need in order to raise your prices and restrict your hours. So you're not working late nights anymore. You're not working weekends. You're not taking away extra time from your kids. Um, you know, they're, you're going to be able to do all of those things and become more strict with your boundaries because of the reputation that you have as somebody who is an authority, like we talked about at the conference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned that you had that experience with some of your clients when you came back, right? Oh, yeah, they were so excited. They were like, wow, you went all the way over there. And they were really, really enjoying, you know, like the behind the scenes stories. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, just getting to know me like outside of the Lash studio. Yeah. And then um, different Lash artists here in Minnesota, they were messaging me. They were like, girl, you're doing the damn thing. And like, yeah. that feels so good, you know, yeah. and, and some some couldn't afford it. And, right. and then I said, hey, she, she'll do it again. Mm -hmm. I know she will. And, and, and you'll be there to no? Minnesota now yes yeah, you are so if you guys if i know that if you're on the more east coast or if you're more like um in the north or the midwest like i understand most of the conferences are like florida new york yeah. or and or la like that's mostly where they all are that's to be honest but that's not because they they favor those cities it's because that's where there's the more hotels there's more venues and the truth is people you have to understand the the idea 
throwing a conference, throwing a seminar typically is a business. These are people who this is their business. They're not doing it out of the kind, they are doing it out of the kindness of their heart, but it's a business. They're trying to make a profit. And so you got to remember that like, you know, um, certain cities in the Midwest may not be the most attractive for somebody to want to go on a, vac- a work vacation, right? Like I mentioned earlier, you can write some of this off. You can um, take some time to go to the beach. And so a lot of times these conferences are held in bigger cities because um, also you need vendors, you need photo booths, you need um, decorators, you need so many things. And if you're doing it in some, in a town where, yes, it would be more affordable, but however, um, the the opportunities and the the resources that you need may not be as present or as hard you know harder to find. And also, typically, if somebody's gonna go on a work vacation, they want it to be somewhere desirable. You know, yeah. Lashcon is in the heart of um in a, of basically of LA. It's where they do the Rose Parade and uh, that everyone watches. You know, and um it's very close to um the beaches. It's very close to uh, Disneyland and Hollywood. It's literally like super close to so many things. So a lot of people, you know, will be willing to go there because it's a more desirable location. Same thing with like Miami. A lot of them are in like Orlando or Miami. Again, mm-hmm. you, these are very desirable places. However, that does not mean that you cannot have one, you know, in the middle of, uh, I think Lash Fest is going to be in Dallas, Texas, also a very big city with a lot of attractions. I'll be there, by the way, also at Lash Fest in Dallas. Um, that's next year in July. Um, oh, I'm but, so going. Oh yeah. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be huge. <laughs> um, but there are places, there are people like Fanny hosting small business events, targeting certain people um, also in different parts of the country. And so just because you think like, oh, well, nothing can happen where I am. You'd be surprised. You would be yeah. very surprised. Not everyone wants to go to these huge monster conferences that have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people. Some people want to just connect and it is harder to connect uh, sometimes when there's a lot of people. It can be overwhelming. Social anxiety can kick in. So sometimes these smaller events can be actually super, super impactful. So I would love for you guys to hear a little bit more about what Fanny's going to be hosting. So if you guys are anywhere near that area, um, definitely look into it. Fanny, would you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So the event is called Millionaire Mindset, Mentalidad Millonaria. We are holding it here in Minneapolis. Um, It's going to be December 10 from 11 a.m. to 3. And we are having three speakers, one of them being Ashley and TikTok celebrity, The Lash Puppy. So he has agreed to take pictures, make some TikToks if you guys are down for that. Um, So bring your tripods. We will also be having um, some fun photo booths and um, the, the three speakers are going to be talking about branding and marketing, limiting beliefs, personal power, and the journey to being in um, like owning your own business, you know, and, and how that specific speaker is actually going to be speaking only in Spanish. Um, and she's going to be focusing on just our limiting beliefs and um, how hurt we are when when we look at somebody being successful and sometimes we oh, tend to judge them the yeah we tend to judge them and and sometimes instead of getting happy for for seeing them succeed um, we look at it in the negative and say why well, I'm never gonna get there and and you just quit so mm-hmm. the consequences of quitting instead of ga- getting like motivated when you see somebody else doing it mm-hmm. so i think it's going to be very powerful powerful um, this literally sounds so powerful and i <laughs> i think that you know if if you're tired of getting lectured on like um you know how to grow your followers and how to make lots of money but you just want to know 
the mindset side of things and you want to feel like you feel like something's missing. You're like, okay, I'm doing well. I make money, but there's still something missing. I feel like this event is going to be very impactful for somebody like that. Yeah. And I actually got the the title Millionaire Mindset from one of um Ashley's um oh, yes. episodes. Yeah, that was like this, four, um, four episodes ago, I think. Yeah, I remember I was just listening to it and and when you just say, said um you mentioned this is how you have a millionaire mindset, you know, and you talked about limiting beliefs and I remember just writing it down and then I said, "Yes, like we suffer from that as as Latinos as a culture." And that just like stuck to me. And then I said, okay, that's going to be the name of the event because it applies. Yeah. It applies to so much, you know, like maybe we're not millionaires like just yet. Right. But in order to be, or even if you don't want to be, you know, in order to do anything, to be Mm -hmm. motivated, there's a certain mindset that you need. And and mindset is for everything, you know, like your relationships, your family, your marriage. Something that typically we're not taught as women Mm -hmm. alone, just women in general. And also, um, as minority women, it's very, yeah. very rare that we are taught how to um, have the mindset because it's you can have all the systems, you can have all the followers, you can have all the respect or whatever you want to call it. But if you don't have the mindset, it, you're only going to go so far because, yeah. y- you know, your 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 employees and your followers can only take you so far. But your mindset is what's going to co- overcome all of the things that we have been taught that yeah. um, have been holding us back for so long, like you said, like not being cooperative with each other, not encouraging each other and being haters and being yeah. jealous and giving up because it seems too hard. And it maybe that girl had, you know, a husband who uh, funded her business. So you think, well, I don't have that. So I can't do it. Or she's skinnier than you or prettier than you. And she got maybe plastic surgery, which made her look more desirable. So now you're thinking, well, I don't have a BBL, so I can't do it. Like you, we will create this, this really toxic war zone in our mind that will prevent us from taking that next step. And so I, I love this mindset is my favorite. And I think it's so powerful. So if you want something, want to just kind of take yourself to the next level, but you know, you have it, you just need to dig deep. I think this is where you're going to find that. And especially in a room full of Latinas, like this is going to be super, super empowering for me. I am so excited. (laughs) And um, if you're looking for something that's a little bit more casual, um, you know, we are having a party in um, the night before LashCon, which is in November in LA. So, um, Friday evening, Friday, November 4th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. in Pasadena. You do not have to be a LashCon ticket holder in order to attend this. You can just be a lash artist who wants to connect. Maybe you couldn't, you know, you know, invest a thousand dollars into attending LashCon or um, maybe you just couldn't get the whole weekend off, you know, Saturday through Monday. And so you weren't able to get your ticket. And if that's the case, that's totally fine. But guess what? So many of the brands, so many of um, the sponsors for the Lash Conference are going to be there hanging out, connecting. This is a wonderful opportunity to connect and meet a bunch of your favorite brands, a bunch of new Lash um, artist friends, to meet Fanny. And um, you can bring your significant other if you want. This is not specific just to Lash artists. Anyone can come. It's such a great opportunity to connect with people and meet people that are just like you or, you know, meet the brands of the 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 um the owners of the brands that you love mm-hmm. and and really know who you're who you are um investing in and what companies that um you know are really genuine because that really matters you know your money yeah. you work really hard for your money and you don't you know you don't you might not you might think that um 
this person might, oh, I don't really like them because they don't comment back to me. But then when you meet them in person, they might be the nicest person you ever met. And you realize like, oh, they probably are, you know, doing their best. We're all just doing our best. Yeah. We really want to, to create a level playing ground for everyone to connect. It's going to be really fun. This is not like, sit down and eat there's actually not even like enough seats for everybody to sit down there's tons of tables there's tons of space but we didn't want to make it like the type of um sit down and stare at each other and sit no we wanted to be very interactive there's gonna be activities multiple photo booths multiple um backdrops to take pictures and just like I love tons. that. It's gonna be so fun. We want you guys to yeah. mix and mingle so that when the conference starts on Saturday, you already walk in knowing at least like 10 people and you just take the most of it and you're not just hiding and like you know, scared, not knowing where to sit down with your lunch. And so this is <laughs> what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that um you see that there are multiple ways to connect. It's not always paying thousands of dollars to attend conferences. There's parties, there's networking, there's um, you know micro uh, conferences like Fanny's and mine. So I hope that this is inspirational. I hope that you guys learned a lot. And um, next week's episode is actually going to be how to make the most of the lash conference. I have been to, in my years of being in the, in the beauty industry, I've attended um, a lot of makeup um, events. So IMAT, BeautyCon, um, I've attended trade shows like IBS and um, IESCS. I've attended so many different conferences all over the country and LashCon has to be, I'm not going to lie, it has to be one of my favorites. Like I mentioned, I will be attending Lash Fest in um, 2023 in Dallas. And so I'm sure I'll do another episode all about that. But I wanted to kind of lead into that episode talking with Fanny so you can see from someone else's perspective um, how impactful these kind of conferences will be. But if you are on the edge about attending LashCon, Stay tuned for next week's episode because I'm going to be breaking down or if you already have your ticket for LashCon and you want to know how do I make the most of this? How do I, you know, not just throw this, all this money, thousands of dollars down the drain? How do I make the most of it? Stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you so much, everybody for tuning in. And I know you guys are going to love Fanny. I'm going to leave links to her social platforms as well as her, um, her tickets for her event. That's going to be in Minneapolis in December of 2022. So you can scroll down to the description box for that. Thank you so much, Fanny. If um, there's anything you want to say, please say it now. I just wanted to say thank you, Ashley, so, so much for inviting me. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just unbelievable that these podcasts taught me so much. And now I'm like here, like literally, You're I have an episode. It. That's yeah, why I you have... are killing it. And oh, I know you are implementing because I can see the difference in your content and the and the way you interact, which means you are listening to the things that I'm saying and makes me feel so good to see that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yes. guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye, guys.